Peace and blessings and welcome back to Heritage Hip Hop where we introduce you to your future favorite artist today. And today I got a visionary dignitary who's God of the Kings. Think about yeah, that. Man. What is a God King? Let's ask him. We go across the water to New York to talk to my man. Introduce yourself to the people. Yo, what's good, man? It's your boy, King Flo. You already know Federal District, PYM, Wu-Tang Management, Street Heat, Stoneheads. We in the building. I'm happy to be here. You know what I'm talking about, man. Thank you for having me on the show. One of my favorite shows. You know what I'm I appreciate that. I appreciate yes, that. Man. Yo, it's been a minute since we talked, because the last time I talked to you, we had a group Federal District conversation. Yeah, yo. And, I remember. Every, and since then, Wu-Tang Management has jumped on. I've seen you working behind the camera, and I've seen you make a lot of boss moves inside and outside of your own brand as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me what Absolutely. keeps what keeps King Flow active and why he's not being one thing and not the other. Um, it's you know what makes me jump from different uh different skill to different skill set is just the changing environment of the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, um, technology has made it so accessible for people to have studios in their crib and it's just, it's ever changing and the way that things are distributed and all of that shit is, is online. So everything, you got to learn how everything works. Otherwise you're going to get left behind. So my driving factor is, you know, um, I still maintain the passion of, you know, creating music and going to the studio, but it, my, my driving passion has gone from just creating music to now um, my mindset is that of a content creator. So I want to create content more, you know, I, I you know, I love my, making my music and that's my main thing that I love to do. But now I just want to see content be put out there and know that I had something to do with creating it. And, you know, a lot of my intellectual properties are out there and people don't even know that I had a hand in it. So it's like, you know, it feels good that people are pushing it and don't even know that it's me that's, you know, behind it a lot of the time. So it's dope. You know why I respect you on a, on, a, on a very high level is because the intelligence that you show in your creation is not only lyrical. I think if you wrote a screenplay or a book, you could be a bestseller. And the reason why I say that is because if you take the same time it takes for you to describe and pen a rhyme, I think you could do the same thing to describe and pen a, 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 a movie or, or, or a script that it's very life-giving. Yeah. Why is the language of life so important to King Flo? And why does it come out in everything he does? I think that, you know, it's just a matter of, I, you know, I always have to give everything all that I got. It doesn't matter what I do. You know what I'm saying? So everything that I put my hand in and that I touch, it, you know, I leave a piece of me with it. So um, that's, that's a big part of why, you know, it's in everything that I do because it's just the love that I got for what we're doing, man. A lot, you know, I feel like a lot of, a lot of the part of the game that's missing is the love, man. People don't love what they doing anymore and they just doing it to mass assemble. So it feels like it's mass assembled. It feels like an assembly line, put these artists together and stuff like that. So, I agree. Uh, you know, I, I think I think it's just the love that I put into it, man. It's not even just with me, but it's with anybody that I work with or that I come into contact with. I just have to leave a piece of me with them, and they and they leave a piece of me, a piece of them with me too. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it's just, you know that fuels everything that I do too. 
It's just that that feeling, that energy, that synergy that you get when you're working with a great group of people, and that shit just boosts your, you know, boosts your morale and boosts your, makes you want to create more. You know, synergy and energy are twins. Yeah, because energy yeah. is the will to do, and synergy is the will to work together. Right. right. Why do you think synergy is lost in hip hop when synergy actually makes hip hop that much more? That makes it better. Why do you think it does? Because, um, you know, everybody, you know, you know, I think it's like more of like a flash now. It's like being flashy now instead of, you know, people putting thought into what they saying, they just saying whatever's catchy or whatever's popping. And everybody is trying to outshine each other. So there's no like, yo, my man's is doing good. Let me be, you know, let him be great and let him shine at the moment. It's like, nah, I got to outshine this person right away. You know what I mean? I got to be one step better than them. And that, you know, that's always been the game. But I think you're just noticing it more because of social media and stuff like that. And you see people. So it kind of it kind of, you know, certain people who can stand that will work together and that and that will create an even better atmosphere or even better. But then again, other people who don't and aren't able to create synergy, especially working with each other. That's why you get like a lot of beefs and a lot of people that don't agree with each other or they just putting together songs just to, you know, oh, this is a popping song. So I want to make a song that sounds exactly like whoever dropped it. And now it's just, it becomes cookie cutter and everybody does auto tune and everybody just talking about doing drugs. So it just becomes soulless and lifeless. But you know what's sad, though, is that we bring, keep bringing that up, but that is a trend within hip-hop. Because when Dos Effects did the Iggy style, everybody was doing the Iggy. When yeah. Run DMC came out, a lot of people wanted to do that cadence style, and they didn't do it right. Right. I mean, look, Redman's my favorite rapper of all time. And look at Joe Sinister and Human Wreck. They were like yeah. Redman clones. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So we have always had that, but the cream always rose to the top. Right, right, right. And, you know, that's a lot of the problem, too, is that a lot of the lot, and you know, I, I noticed just from being on the underground scene how I am. A lot of the lot of the cream ain't rising to the top. It's so many dope artists on the underground scene that I just have been able to work with and been able to just be around and how they, you know, how they create and how it's crazy. And that's the freshness that we need in the game. But the game has become so you know pay to play and this and that and the other thing that it's like, you know, it's hard for them to get out there. And that's and that's another thing that I that I like to do is I like to, you know, um not saying that I'm like, oh, this mega superstar, but I'm I'm doing a little bit better than I was, and that a lot of these artists are struggling more than I am. And so I like to go back and you know show these artists a way to do it, you know, get help the artists get the paperwork right and help these artists do these things that they, you know, people ain't telling them because a lot of the time it's you know, these gatekeepers and stuff like that, they're not telling you how to do what you need to do, but everybody can do it. You just got to know how. You have to have the knowledge to do it. Well, so. anybody looking for that knowledge, hey, you can always come across the water to Jersey to talk to Karev and Heritage Hip Hop. You know and what like I'm Flo saying? I will tell you, we keep our word over here. And when real we build talk. you up, we build you out of love and respect, not because we want to rape your pockets or something. So nah, Flo was right when he talks about that. But I want to ask you this question then, because there's something that you said earlier that I'm going to harp on that's building content. People mistake music for content when music is mostly a promotion tool. How right. does how does content keep your music fresh? And why do you need consistent fresh content to keep your music fresh? It's like this. Um, I could put out a song and people might gravitate to the song and love the song and, you know, connect with the song. 
but they don't really have a way to connect with the artists and to see what the where the artist is coming from or to see like a day in the life or even just a trip in the mind of, of a creative. So building content helps you to connect with people on a level where you otherwise would just be a song. So like back in the day, you would hear a song from an artist and you, and you would think that you know the artist based off the song, but now you can go and delve deeper into their content and see, oh, this artist got kids and this artist, you know, does crazy stuff on ATVs or this artist likes to go fishing or this artist, you know what I'm saying? And you, become, and you say, oh, he's more like me. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a connection between the artist and the the creator and the consumer, and that and that's why building content rather than just you know thinking that music is just gonna get you know music is dope, but you you know you you making a song and you want to get that you want to get that song placed in a movie or in a video game or somewhere. That's the content behind the music. So it's you know what I'm saying. It's like got to understand music is like creating a theme song for life where the images and you know um behind the scenes and you know stuff like that is what really builds you up and it, and it tells people who you are so they can really connect with you and want to go get your music to check out what you're talking about later on you know what i'm saying so content is very important content is what's going is, it bridges the gap almost I think I think now we're getting to the point where people actually realize that music is really only 10% of the pie and the other 90% is business. And part of that business has become content. Right. And seeing you behind the camera and seeing you in front of the camera actually inspires me a couple of ways. Let me tell you why. I don't like being on camera. Most of my interviews, I'm not on camera. I only do this for the podcast. And even they still don't get to see me if they listen to it on Spotify or iTunes. Make sure y'all subscribe to that, by the way. Subscribe. Uh, that's right. But um, one of the most important things that you show when you're behind the camera is your vision. What do you see in music that most people don't get that you bring to them when you produce your art? Oh, man. So, like, I'm talking about music nowadays and just um, certain videos and stuff like that. Like the creative mind behind these videos, a lot of the time is big, huge. And you see like these crazy effects and stuff going on. But like we we pride ourselves on like, you know, we do have our videos where it's just like motion and dancing and stuff like that. Yes, because, you know, a lot a lot of a lot of content is created to get your mind off of things. And to, and to bring you to a place of enjoyment. So that's why we create a lot of content. But most of the content that we create, and it's very important to me that, that you know, um, that it stays part of the brand that, that we do is we take thought into it. So we're building storylines. And yeah, we have these dancing parts and performance scenes, but we're also trying to put a story into it. And so the story's built off of like, you know, um, what we see. Uh, we take what we take what we see and we make it something uh, for the people to understand and digest and make it something that they can fathom rather than uh, just assume what we're doing or you know what I mean we want we, we want to keep the life in it the soul in it let's say because that's what it's missing is a lot of soul and so being able to portray my vision through the cameras, like I said, putting a little piece of my soul out there for people. Hopefully the people love it. And so far they've been loving it. You know what I mean? So far they love it crazy. So, and I think that's a lot of the part of me just keeping that soul in it. 
and keeping that vision in it. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the times we um, we forget what we've seen. And so, you know, we, we rely on photos and videos and and like that's the way where it's become like we, we do a, we do a lot of memories, but we also document the memories and we put them out so that people can also digest them and feel what we felt. You know what I'm saying? So they can connect. Connection is very important. So let's go to the heart of connection. Let's remind the people, what borough are you from? I'm from the Bronx, baby. Bronx born, you know what I'm saying? Long Island raised representative. You know, I was raised in the Bronx and in Long Island for most of my youth. But, uh, you know, I'm a New York baby. So so let's let's let, let's represent both of those areas. Let's go to the to the Bronx. I call the Bronx the womb of hip hop. Oh, yeah. Because sure. that's that's where they said it came from the South Bronx. Correct. For sure. So let's go to the womb. And when a baby grows and it becomes a man, it has respect for its mother in a way where it is very protective. What part of the womb is still protective in hip hop when it comes to the Bronx? How does the womb stay fresh to keep giving hip hop its, its, its rebirth year after year, artist after artist, in your opinion? Oh man, the Bronx protects lyricism, crazy. And that's why I love the Bronx so much because it don't matter who come from the Bronx, he's a monster lyrically, monster. And the Bronx prides itself. Every rapper that I know, every rapper that I've done a song with, every rapper that I've been able, had a pleasure and honor to work with from the Bronx is a lyrical monster. I got on my new album, God King, that's coming out. I got Oom P on there. I got Corey Guns. I got um, Whispers, Jada Kiss artists. So I got a, I got a lot of Bronx artists on there. As you know, I've already worked with, you know, rest in peace, Fred to God. You know what I'm saying? And every single one of them artists that I named is a lyrical monster. And that's what is most protected. I feel like in the Bronx that keeps the culture of hip hop going strong is the lyricism and the thoughtfulness behind the words because a lot of wordplay is dead now, man. It's not, it's like really, really, really like ABC rap. And it, and it really is a da 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 When it used to be da 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 You know what I'm saying? And it used to be crazy. So it's like, you know, um, anybody from New York is still doing something out from the Bronx, let me say, is still doing something like that. You know what I mean? So they protect that lyricism. It's powerful. Salute to the Bronx, because besides King Flo and the men he named, I like David Bars myself. Oh yeah. I think, oh, I think yeah. David Bars is nice. Oh yeah. And, and, and one thing I could say, I've always respected how New York artists who take it seriously and love the culture present their lyrics. I think Jersey got some of the most dangerous lyrics in the game lyricists in the oh. game. You oh, know what I'm saying? Jersey gets utmost respect when it comes to lyrical, when it comes to lyrical rappers. There's no doubt about it, at least in yeah. my book. Yeah. Back to you though, because I'm not gonna go to the Jersey, New York thing. I'm gonna keep the king flow. <laughs> Uh, yes, but the thing about Long Island, though, Long Island was about style and speech. So how right. do you put that into your style? So it's like um, the way the way we say things in Long Island is like a little bit different from anywhere else. But everywhere you go, not only can people tell that you're from New York, but they can tell that you're from Long Island by the way that you say things or the way that you know, what I mean, the way that you talk like how you say bacon, egg, and cheese in one word, you know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that, the dialect, but it's like, I feel like it's originality out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are, you know, it's such a scene that 
is overlooked because I know like off the rip, off just on my I, 10 people that I know that's creating clothing. So they have clothing lines out here. I, I know people that do graffiti, like crazy graffiti. You know what I'm saying? Like the culture out here for hip hop is crazy. And so I think they do like a little bit of, of the way that they, that I, that I grew up speaking around, you know, all my Long Island people is like the way that I speak in my songs. So, you know, although I like to, I like to keep what I say to be, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a man. So I have different facets of me, you know what I'm saying? So I keep my, I keep myself a little bit of from everywhere I go, but from Long Island, I take the way that I say things and the slang that I use and the way that I probably dress, I would say, and like, you know what I'm saying? So little things like that, you know what I'm saying? So I, I would say I, the way that we say our words and the way that I twist it up a little bit mixed with what I what I came up with in the Bronx, it's just added to the arsenal of who I am because I just take different parts from everywhere that I've been and, you know, things that I've learned. So. I take the, I take the, I, you know, I take the style and the panache that I get from Long Island. You know what I'm saying. So let me ask King Flo this question because he's claiming two territories, and that right there expands his reach. Are you the hero or the villain in the story? Oh man, I guess it depends on who you asking, right? Because I could be somebody's hero and I could be somebody's villain. You know what I'm saying? So you know, it, it depends on who you asking. In my story. I'm definitely the hero. Um, okay. You know, in my story, I definitely came from somewhere that was a rough place. And a lot of people that I know, including my best friend who got killed when we was 13 years old, um, rest in peace to, to my bro, um, they ain't make it. And, you know, I've, I've had, I've been blessed not only to make it, you know, I almost took myself out the game, getting myself locked up and doing stupid stuff like that. But I've been blessed to overcome and be able to learn from mistakes, which a lot of people don't. So in my story, I'm the hero because I went from that to doing what I'm doing now, all in the attempts to getting everybody around me to live, you know, good. Even, even when I wasn't living in the greatest conditions, I always still had the best intentions and have the best, you know, um, ambitions for my people. You know what I'm saying? So to me, you're the greatest villain that's, that's being recorded. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why you're one of our favorite villains. You ever went to the Chinese food store and you see the statue of the guys in green and stuff and they're sitting and they got the candles around them? Yes, sir. Did you ever see the one with the long beard? Yep. He's a god to the Chinese people. And as a hero, he's the god of, like, endurance, strength, and loyalty. And as we know, loyalty is one of the hardest things to come across because people will always stab you in the back for their own self-interest. Right. So he's a hero for that. But he's also a villain to the people because he kept his word to another man and had to turn against his brother for a minute to pay a debt. And because his loyalty made him go fight on somebody else's side, he became a villain to certain people, only in the end to be made a god. Right. You're the god king for your new album. Absolutely. So what is the title of God? How can God play hero and villain in other people's story? You know, that's that's crazy. God, the title of God is something that's so powerful. And 
you know, it has a lot of responsibilities. But um, just like you said, just like I said before, you know, I'm the villain in some people's stories and I'm the hero in some other people's stories. Um, that's that's what God is. You know, um, some some happens to somebody terrible, you know, cancer to kids and stuff like that. And somewhere somebody's cursing God. How could you let this happen? You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, you got people who go through whatever they go through and still are able to thank God. So, like I say, God is the embodiment of all energy in life. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has good energy and bad energy, positive and negative energy. God is that, the ability to control that, is to be able to say, I'm God, I can control the positive around me, or I can be destructive and destroy everything around me. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I feel like it is. But the God King is somebody who is, you know, um, back, back in the, in the Egyptian times, let's say, the pharaohs used to, you know, they used to call themselves God Kings. They were mandated. Their bloodline was mandated from a heavenly source, something greater than them, a greater energy. So like I explained before, I came from struggle and, and, you know, I had to do a lot of things in order to survive and, you know, broke laws and whatever the case may be. So I could be a villain in somebody's story, but I was mandated to be something better and to bring better to my people and, and, and build my community. Cause they said, man could build or destroy. I am only a man, but I was mandated here from God to be a King amongst the people. You know what I'm saying so. Shout out to the God bodies because they say that all the time. You know what I'm saying? And that's in Psalms for everybody who reads the Bible that says, Ye are gods, but yet you will die as men. And when he talks about pharaohs, the pharaohs believe that they were ordained, ordained yeah. to be kings from the line of um spiritual beings. That's why they were elected as kings or pharaohs, pharaohs of the people. And, right. and hip hop is the same way because. Being lyrical is a gift. And then when people respect and honor your gift, you are elected as one of the elite or the best of the best. Right. I've seen you around Styles P before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I watched King Flo. That's, that's one of my, you know, that's one, <laughs> one of my, that's one of my favorites of all time. One of, one of the greatest to me is Styles P word. So I've been blessed to work with him many times. I, in fact, I think we about to do something with, in fact, I think we about to do something with him tomorrow. Shouts to the guy Styles P, man. Really. He got an album coming out, but back to King Flow. I've oh, seen yeah. you around Styles P. And the respect he gives you is not only here, it's here too. I've seen right. you around, I've seen you around men who've built labels, but you still move in a way where you're your own entity, though you could be a part, you're also building yourself. Right. Right. See the see the main thing about a god. Is God's you could say create and destroy, right? Right. But kings also have rulership. Be a king for me right now and talk to me as your scribe. What are the things a king needs to keep so he can stay a king and not get his head chopped off when somebody comes for the crown? You have to keep the respect of your people. Um, the people can love you, but if they're matched with fear to that love, that love will fold. If people respect you, they'll die for you. Respect will take you further than anything in this world. 
And I've learned that, you know, I've learned, you know, you could just tell by how people carry themselves. If you look at, if you ever look at meet somebody who doesn't have no respect for themselves or doesn't have no respect for people or life, you see a different energy from them. It's a whole different aura. And so if you're a king, you can't please everybody all the time. So everybody's not going to love you. You know what I'm saying? And if you were too pow and if you're too heavy handed as a king and the people fear you, they won't respect you and they'll turn on you. You know what I'm saying? So it's a balance. So that's what I would say in order to keep to be a king, you have to maintain that balance of respect, fear and love. I want to add something else to it. The most effective kings are the ones who get their hands dirty with the people, not just oh, yeah. the people. Absolutely. 100%. So on, so on Last Action Hero, one of the new songs by King Flo on his new album, God King, coming out very soon. Haha, <laughs> I got it. You don't. I'm going to tell y'all, <laughs> King Flo in the last verse talks about walking through glass and getting things done to make sure not only he's good, but his peoples are good too. So he's respected as a person who will go to the ends to be the best, whether it's lyrical, life-driven, or setting the tone. Why do you feel like as a, as a lyricist and as a king or a God king at that, that you have to get dirty with the people, you have to get lyrical, you have to be in, in the ciphers, you have to be on them battles to make sure not only your crown is it getting taken, but you're establishing yourself so other people can respect the rulership that you're giving them. It's like it's like I was saying about like cracking the whip too hard. If you crack in the whip and everybody is carrying you, eventually everybody's going to get tired of carrying you. You know what I'm saying? So you have to show the people that you can carry yourself as well as them in order for you to lead them. You got to show that not only can I lead myself, but I can lead y'all and I can and I can I can be in the mud with y'all. And I've been in the mud with y'all and I've came out and that will help other people and inspire other people like, yo, he came from right where I came from. And he did everything that he was doing and I seen him doing it and he made something better for himself and for his people and I could do the same thing. And, and hopefully it will inspire other king mind states, other God king mind states, because I ain't the only one. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't only one. But. Everyone can be one, but it's just a matter of who's going to take that responsibility into their hands. Because once you once you claim that, you, it's a responsibility that comes with it. So we need to put that God King on a shirt so I can get one, and we can, we can promote you, this thing. We can promote we this thing the right thing. We out there with it, you know what I'm saying? I think the most ingenious thing about being a God King is people have to understand what being God is first, and then being a king. Right. Because this is my next part of the question I want to ask you about God being a God King. It ain't that corny Frank Ocean shit. We ain't gonna ask what the king to a god and the god to a king. We don't care about that. <laughs> Gods are known to be immortal. And the most high God is known to be righteous because he's immortal. And a king is supposed to be a reflection of God to the people. So break down your immortality and how you're giving it to the people. So um First and foremost, my mortality, my immortality would start with my bloodline, my children. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes me uh, God is the fact that I, I'm able to create my, you know, my children and hopefully raise them to be stronger, better men than I was. Secondary to that is, you know, my music, my word. So my word, um, 
just even a king, like let's just break it down real quick. A king is still a man, and a man is still flawed. A man is still flawed by free will and choice. So in order, in order for like a, a legacy to be left behind that would resemble that of a god king or something like that, you will first have to self-master, master yourself as a man first and understand what it is to be a man and understand how to build off of the flaws that you are given because you are given flaws for a reason to teach you lessons. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of people don't get past the point to learn that, yo, these flaws were to teach me how to be stronger or to teach me how to overcome this so they don't get past that. But self-mastery is one of the greatest things that you can do. So, you know, you know, master how you feel, master controlling your emotions, master what you say, how you say things, um, you know, master, uh, you know, just master your boundaries on how you let other people deal with you and how you deal with other people, um, you know, carry yourself in a certain way to where people understand like, yo, you know, he's not, he's not a, uh, you know, he's not a jerk or nothing like that, but you know, he's not to be tampered with or he's not to be fooled with. Um, and then once you do that, then you can understand what it is to be a God because being a God is more selfless. You have more pain being a God. You understand what I'm saying? And that's where self-mastery comes in because if you can't handle your emotions, if you can't master sadness, if you can't take someone's sadness that you walk in the room and feel the energy and now you drain and feeling sad and you depressed now, if you can't master that, there's no way that you can be a God. There's no way that, that you can be in that level because being a God comes with pain, it comes with loss, it comes with sacrifice. If you ever look at any of the stories about any of the gods and any of the type of ideology, every God has sacrificed something that made them lose their mortality, they, they shed their flesh. You know what I'm saying? And once I shed my flesh, although my flesh is not perfect and I will shed my flesh, hopefully my spirit becomes strong enough by the things and actions that I do on earth where I leave behind a piece of myself through my visuals, through my songs, through my children, through helping other artists put their visuals out and stuff like that. You know, you understand what I'm saying? That's forever. That's never gonna, that's never gonna stop. You know what I'm saying? It's perpetual. And that's that's where I leave a part of myself as a God king. See how profound this man is. I told you hip hop is not about people who just people think we just sell drugs and we're violent. We have very intellectual men and scholars in this culture, and you talk and we're listening to one right now. But part of what you say, you reflect on how you pick your beats. Because in the title track, God King, the sample sounds like somebody singing the praises of a king as he's walking through the people. And Absolutely. I like it. And I like how that sample accompanies the flow and the technique of the rhyme delivery, because it's like as the king talks, he's demanding respect of the people and the people are there with him. Right. Right. So, Yes, and talk about it. Like, why why did you choose it for that? Like, talk about that track and why why is it so strong? Um, that track right there, I'm not gonna lie. I was going through the beats for the album. I had picked I had picked a whole bunch of beats out, and I was going a whole bunch of producers that sending me beat. You know, the whole typical routine. I make beats myself, so I'm like, ah, should I use these beats and? Should I, 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 but um, I had the, um, the privilege and honor to meet somebody online and um, we had a collaborative effort. And uh, one of my peoples actually um, from Africa, Yusuf, 
sent me this sample. Shout out to Yusuf Latif. He he runs a ride show in Africa now. He's doing great out there. Um, that's my brother. But he sent me this. It was some old, I don't even know where he got it from, but it was something on YouTube. And I heard it. And me and my man's online was playing it over and over and over. And he just came up with this crazy drum loop behind it. And I chopped it up. And um, it was just, it went from there. And actually, um, that's where the idea of the album was um, born. Because I wasn't even going to make an album. God King was just a, like, I was on, I did a um, video with Fred DeGosson before he passed. Rest in peace, Fred. That's my bro. Um and he made a joke, you know, he was like, you know, Godson, King Flow, God King. And so that's where where I originally started thinking, marinating on what that could really mean. But when I made that record, God King, um, it just all pieced it together for me. And that sample was just, I just imagined myself um, in tattered clothing and walking through a shadow of people, like you said, reaching out to me, but there was light. And every time the light hits me, you can see the gleaming jewelry and you can see the 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 gleaming the the gleam in my beard but every time i hit the shadow you will see the tattered clothing and you know what i'm saying and so that was the visual the vision that i had for the song when i was making it and um that's just what the feeling that it made me have and um i've been doing like i didn't you know honestly that song was just i didn't i didn't even write that song i got in the booth i was feeling it i was smoking bud and i just put that shit down and it was just a feeling man it was just something that i felt Flo, i need you to come to jersey and, and get on my man's show shout out to chief valley and the valley hour because we need to celebrate more music that like, like you make and the reason why is because the impact of music is either going to be a gut punch or a spirit break how do you describe your music is it punching people in the gut or is it this uh, upliftment to the spirit that makes people get up and do more? I think that I think that it's a little bit of both. So with my music, you get the punch in the gut real quick, but then you you hear it again, and it's like, damn, what what did he just say? Damn, that's crazy. He just said that. Then I play it again, and then that's when the spirit gets invoked on you, and you're like, damn, this brother's really saying something. He not really. He not just. You know, he's he's saying something, you know, because I because what I do is I'll mix a part of myself that's darkness. But I also mix a way for you to find your way out the darkness into the light with every line. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's some darkness in there, like how I used to how I used to sell drugs on the train when I was coming up to have to come up and sell drugs on the train. But while I'm selling drugs, I'm thinking, like, if I get this off, I could put together a tour or something. You know what I'm saying? Really get out there. You know what I'm saying? But I still had to do this to feed to feed my people. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you know, so it's just a contrast. So I, I like to I like to put a little bit of both in there so I could so so the, so you could understand more like, yeah, it's a negative and everything. But you could also find a way out of that negative with the with, with, you know what I'm saying? Words are powerful, crazy, powerful words. You understand what I'm saying? So. That's yeah. why you're the hero and villain, Flo. Because for the people who don't have the voice, you're giving them words to live, build, and and heal by. And you're the villain because the people who don't want us to be heard, you're the person that's um causing the revolution, even though it's not televised, it's being streamed. You're the reason why that revolution is being acknowledged now. 
and I salute you for that. So with that being said, everybody, unfortunately, we came to the end of our time. How we do, Flo? Did, did, I, did, I, did we do good, bro? What's up? My brother, man. Every time I... That's why I don't understand, man. I got to come out and check you more often, man. We got to definitely get up, man, because you're one of the best interviews. I, you know, I always say I that too, it. man. I always say that. Even when we had that little group thing, you know, it was everybody, but you still got right into it and got, you know what I'm saying, got to the nitty gritty, and I appreciate that word. And I appreciate the simple fact that you are who you are. A lot of people always ask me what I got to do for you. Hey, Flo, I'm going to tell you what you could do for me. Be the best father that you can be. Be the best MC. Be the best content creator. And just let's link up when it's time. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it, baby. Likewise, you already know, look, man. Unlike other people, I'm very proud of you. And most men won't tell another man they're proud of them. I'm going to tell you why I'm proud of you. Because when life tries to beat you down, you always come up with your hands up. And like a good boxer, you know, sometimes you take a punch, but your counter punch is just as effective as a great defense. So please right. give everybody your social media so they can follow you and get that album that's coming. Hey, listen, man, y'all can follow me at the real King Flow 360 underscore federal on Instagram, King F dot L dot O everywhere else. And be on the lookout for the God King, man. God King video right now on YouTube. Thank you for everybody who's been supporting. We have hit 100K. Let's run it up to even more than that. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. Go check that out on YouTube right now. The album is dropping later this month. God King. And with that being said, hey, Flo, you trying to do the rapid fire questions again or, or, or you going to tap out? What are we going to do? Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guess what? You've been on the show before. So, you know, the rapid fire questions are not yes, no questions. These are questions to talk about your understanding the depth of the hip hop culture. So being that you were on the show before, I got new questions for you, Flo. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. All right. Here's a question that you have not answered. What album or song from another artist perfectly describes you? Uh, Nori, Super Thug. <laughs> My man. Shout out to Nori, man. That's my bro, boy. Super thug. What? As soon as I hear that beat, I turn into an animal thug in cages. <laughs> you know what I'm hey, Flo, because you also get behind the camera, what movie perfectly describes your hip-hop style? Oh, man, that's a great question. I would have to say uh, Belly. Whoa. Okay. Belly. From, from who perspective? Which one? Which character? I would have to say from Sin's from Sin's perspective, from Sincere. Yeah. Word, yeah. Oh, that's nasty. Okay, okay. King Flo has an album coming out, and two producers are battling for two producers are battling for the right to produce them. And King Flo's perfect album, who's producing that album? Pete Rock or Premier? Premier. Okay, Premier. 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 I love Premier. Who's producing Premier's that album? My... Wait, wait. Who's producing the album? Dr. Dre or Timbaland? <laughs> uh, I love Timbaland, but I'm gonna have to, I don't know because Dre take too long, man. You know what I'm saying holla at Dre. Yeah, take too long out here. So I'm gonna have to say Timbaland on that one. Word. Me let's, and Timbaland to pop out a couple of them Jones. Let, let's throw a dark horse out there. Who's producing the album? DR period or Hit Boy? Hip boy. Okay. See y'all, we, 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 we know beats over here too. Don't think Heritage Hip Hop is all about people who wrong. We know that stuff too, you know what I'm saying? Facts. What's the most important instrument in hip hop and how does it reflect your style? Uh, 
me personally or what or in violin? Oh, you personally. Violin. I love the violin. That's my second favorite instrument. The song Benny Siegel did, I'm a rock for my niggas. Get high. Remember that violin yeah. part? That yep. set the song off. Fact. What song violin. with a violin is you? What song with a violin? Um, hate me now. Oh, a a flow. We 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 jamming over here, everybody. This is what we doing heritage hip hop. Make sure y'all tap in and subscribe, like, share, comment, subscribe, and make sure you jump on with us. You know what I'm saying? Hey, flow. I got I got three more questions for you, and then we gonna break. All right. Let's get it. Everybody talks about that Mount Rushmore hip hop, Jay Z, Big Daddy Kane, Kooji Rap, Biggie, whoever, right? But. There's a foundation even to Mount Rushmore that those people who are being held up, they stand on their shoulders. Absolutely. Who is the foundation of King Flo's style? And how does King Flo keep the Mount Rushmore alive with his style? I got to say like a little KRS, a little Rakim, a little pun, a little, you know what I'm saying? It's a couple of, it's a couple of artists that you could find, you know, I have the influence of them in my music. Um, I would have to say... Uh, a little bit of Kane in this, a little bit of Big L. It's a, it's a couple of artists that I would say that I just, you know, come, come up listening to. I, I wouldn't say that I really uh, emulate them, but I will take a little, you know, a little pattern sometimes here and there and flip it up, flip it around a little bit. You know, sometimes people notice, sometimes they don't, but I always like to pay homage to them and always put them in my music somewhere or another, whether it be like a little, a uh, little beat play that KRS did on one of his songs. I might put that in one of my songs. Just that people might not catch it, but it'll be there. You know what I'm saying? And people who listen for it will know. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think we're doing great. I want to ask you another question. You get to pick how you want this question to be delivered to you, though. Sports or comic books? Which one would you rather go with? Oh, God, that's a good one. Let's do comic books. What's your favorite um, superhero team? <laughs> Superhero team? Yeah. The team, you heard? My favorite superhero team gotta be, gotta be the Avengers. All right, so the Avengers were superheroes of the people that fought against cataclysmic chaos and became a super team. You're part of Federal District Records. Salute to Nimrod, that's my guy. Shouts to Nimrod the God, man, it was good. Who is King Flo on the Avengers, and how was that team Federal District Records? Oh, man, now, nah, if we're going to compare Federal District Records, we got to compare Federal District Records to the Legion of Doom. Uh-oh, so, are, hey, let's take a look Because we the super villains out here, you heard? <laughs> <laughs> so who are you on the Legion of Doom, and how is Federal District the, the Legion of Doom? Oh, man, I got to be, uh, let me see, who could I be on the Legion of Doom? I gotta be Solomon Grundy, you know what I'm saying? Cause I come through smashing them, you know what I'm saying? I come through smashing it up. I got no remorse and no feelings. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they can't kill me cause I'm already dead out here, you heard? I'm already killing them out here. So I'm, I'm already past that. You know what I'm saying? Nimrod, that, that's Lex Luthor, you know what I'm saying? Everybody hate Nimrod. <laughs> you know what I mean? But. Yeah, but whenever, but whenever he, <laughs> yeah. but whenever he want to bring somebody out to come smash it up, he calls Solomon Grundy. You heard? 
I respect that. I respect that. Everybody, make sure you subscribe to Heritage Hip Hop on all social media because this this interview is available on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and Anchor.fm. King Flo's music is available on social media, but we don't believe in streaming. If he has something out there to purchase, make sure you purchase the music because through purchasing your music, you don't rent your music. And we just lived through Donald Trump and COVID. Just say the internet grid went down next. If you don't own your music, you don't have it. Yeah. Right? And if you like King Flow or you love King Flow's music, make sure you buy it and show my man some respect. And believe me, believe me, King Flow is going to be on Heritage Hip Hop playlist number nine coming real soon. So let's go. Hey, let's go. So, Flo, my last question is this question. The first question from the interview, the last question was about legacy. Now, this is the second question. As hip hop evolves, we're going to see it change and go into different lanes. What is the evolution of hip hop in your uh, in your opinion? How are you setting the groundwork for it to evolve that way? I think, like I said before, man, I think that we putting the soul back into the music. So um, I think that when you listen to our music or when you see our visuals, it can put you in a place and time, just like all the timeless music that you ever heard before in your life. So you can hear a song that's timeless and it'll take you back to them days when you was in high school trying to put your arm around that girl and cop a feel on her titty. Our music gonna bring you to that time and place. You know what I'm saying? And like I said to somebody else the other day, like people in the future are going to refer to us when they say, yo, that's some timeless shit right there. Whether it be visuals, music, like I said, putting out another artist that's timeless. That's what we doing, man. We putting the soul back into the game and that's gonna be the legacy is bringing the, the soul back into this lifeless mechanical because it's any any artist that is out there is going to tell you, man, this shit is real mechanical now. And that's what we're trying to change. We're trying to bring it back to the soul. You know what I mean? Well, everybody out there that's watching or listening, the soul is timeless. And time is very relative. So when everybody says things <clears throat> to get better in the future, the future is now. And hey. part of being now and being futuristic is being ahead of the curve. So be ahead of the curve and get this man's music because when people catch up to it later, you're going to be the first to have it. And why y'all always rush to be the first? Be the best because the best knows the value and the best knows the authenticity of the original is better than the copy or word of mouth that came later. Huh? This my is man. Karev of Heritage Hip Hop with my <laughs> man King Flo of Federal District Records saying peace and we out. Peace, God. Thank you for watching our presentation. We ask that you subscribe to our YouTube family and hit the notification bell for updates. Please like, comment, and share this video. Real, real hip hop. We here. Real, real hip hop. For real.